Hey guys, uh, here we are again. Adventure Street Radio is back. That was good. That that now that is good. That is good. I'm <laughs> trying to it. work on my uh, my new intro to the show. If you've listened to more than one or two shows, you'll know that I always start with. Alrighty, oh, guys. guys. Sound like uh, sound like Jim Carrey. Good morning, Vietnam. <laughs> uh, trying to trying to mix it up, you know. Trying to diversify and uh, doing do a different language. Uh, okay. Uh, Hola, amigos! <laughs> ¿Cómo estás? <laughs> Bienvenido al Adventure Fit Radio! <laughs> bonito, bonito, tequila. Why don't, you, uh, why don't you do it in French? Uh, bonjour, mes amis. Uh, Aujourd'hui, uh, sur les podcasts... Uh... <laughs> why do you have to sound so, like, parce que, unfun? Parce que, yeah, parce que I'm a loser. Like, oh, hey, man, uh, welcome to, uh, to Radio. If, if I was French, I would be a, a dweeb. <laughs> you are a dweeb. In, I'm a dweeb anyway. Dweeb in, yeah. And you speak English, I'm a dweeb, so. in, any, I'm a dweeb in any country. <laughs> Except <laughs> Thailand. Pretty cool over there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so this is... Uh, Alrighty, guys. This is, uh, this is Daryl Edwards, guys. Daryl is a uh, health and fitness... Um, health extraordinaire. And fitness extraordinaire from the UK. <laughs> he was actually um, quite an interesting guy. We found out um, at the very end of the show, which uh, would have been good leprosy. if we, we found out earlier, that he, um, that he was a leper. <laughs> and, um, and he has, he has one, one, uh, one left leg. One leg. And, uh, one leg. and, 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 and no right leg. With no arms. Which is really tough. And... 13 noses. Yeah. Poor um, bastard. And, and to, any, to any, any of our listeners out there that, uh, that have leprosy, we, uh, we, we apologize. We apologize funny. for offending you because yep. Daryl actually does, does have not leprosy. have leprosy at all. He does have 13 noses. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's not a leper. He's a, he's a health and fitness guru and uh, he's a great bloke. He, he's actually traveled to 130 countries mm. of the world, which we found out at the very end of the show. Yeah, that it would have been insane. great to know that a little earlier because we would have probably delved into it a little more. But yeah. he was an all-around um, guy. ripping guy. So you guys are going to get... Uh, Get a bunch out of the show. Uh, before we throw to Daryl, this show is brought to you by Audible. Head to www.audible.com forward slash ADVF and you will get one free audiobook and 30 days of the service. You'll absolutely love it, guys. Yep. If you want to take in more knowledge and always be upscaling your uh, your mind, basically, then you can do it with Audible. You can read a book or listen to a book while you're walking the dog. You can read a book while you're... Um, Playing with your cat, you can read a book while you're um, building a Lego set. You can you can <laughs> give me three read, more. Give me three read, more. Read a book while you're uh, chopping chopping up parsley. Yep. You can Two more. read read a book while you're uh, tugging um, tug, playing tug of war. Yep. You can uh, you can read a book while you're um, sl slipping down a slipping down a slippery slide. Okay. And yeah. then uh, possibly one more if you want. And then you can read a book while you're. Um, Jacking off. Yeah, okay, That's what you wanted to say, isn't it? Yeah, I wanted, wanted to say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's was, really good. It's really good service. When you jack. Um, head to uh, head to www. <laughs> head to www.audible.com forward slash advf, and now uh, you'll get a free audio book in thirty days. We're also brought to you by Carve. Head to www.carve.ph forward slash advf, and you'll get ten hours free with their VA service, guys. So that's uh, anything anything that you want to outsource anything that you want to uh, get done that you don't have time to do, head to Carve. They'll uh, they'll help you out there. Very, very cost-effective service over in the Philippines. And uh, you can get 10 hours free to check it out by heading to our link. Finally. Also, head to www.adventuretravel.com to see what it is we do. Uh, we've got so many cool trips coming up. We've got a reward program that we're just releasing that gets affiliate owners free travel. So if you want any more information about that, if you think you can get a gang together, you think you can get your community, you can pick your own uh, trip 
figure out where you want to go, who you want to train with, what you want to do, and then uh, your affiliate owner or the uh, the referrer will travel for free. So it's a really good service. Uh, everybody wins. If you want to talk to me directly about that, email doc at adventurefittravel.com. Otherwise, head to our website and check out what we do, www.adventurefittravel.com. Sorry about the jacking off joke, guys. It's yeah, that was just, poor taste, it mate. Has to be, um, <laughs> it has to be probably one jack off joke every, <laughs> per, every per three minutes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, um, we're idiots. Well, what let's what be are honest. we? Well, I mean, it's discriminatory against our female listeners. Yeah. So well, do you want to do you want to do you want to do a little corny um, uh, female little, masturbation uh, joke or? No, we might as well head of the show. <laughs> right, just leave that one for yeah, now. Yeah, we'll leave that one now. I think. Yeah. Um, probably going to put us in more hot water. <laughs> All righty. Here's uh, here's the show. Now, before we do this, let's go over the ground rules. Rule number one. No touching of the hair or face. And that's it. Yo. Discovery Roger, go for deploy. Where can we come from? Some kind never even considered for mass production. Too weird to live, too rare to die. Alrighty, guys, we are back. Today we are talking with Daryl Edwards. Uh, before we throw over to Daryl, he's uh, joining us from the UK. We're going to, going to as no, as usual. We're going to as throw normal. to uh, as normal. We're going to throw to. Tommy, but uh, to jeez, uh, I'm, 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 yeah. I'm not doing too I'll well. I'll do this next time. <laughs> yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm going to throw to Tommy for uh, Tommy's tribute. <laughs> Alrighty, welcome aboard, Daryl. I've uh, covered horse with no name. Um, don't know why. Just uh, thought I'd do it, and I haven't actually practiced this one, so this could be uh, this could be interesting. See how we go. All okay. Right. On the first part of the journey He was helping people with the cash There was investment and backing and money and peeps There was sales, trading and laughs But then he found his love of the healthy food Now he's a man on a mission He tells the world that the only way to go is paleo And Daryl, can you cook me a dish? Cause I've been to the desert on a horse with no name I feel the sugar is to blame Cause in the desert you feel the glycogen pain And when I don't eat well there's only me to blame Mr. Darrow Mr. Darrow the finest explorer, yeah. <laughs> oh, that was great. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Welcome aboard. <laughs> oh, that was a really good one, Tommy. Yeah, I like that a lot. Try to get around it. Yeah. <laughs> Glycogen pain. Glycogen pain. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Hey, Daryl, uh, thanks for coming on the show. Oh, cheers. Thanks so much. That was, that was very impressive. <laughs> uh, um, hey, uh, Daryl, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and um, and what it is you do? 
Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll kind of go back a few years to my previous career, mm-hmm. which was working as a song mentioned. I, I, I worked in the uh, in an area of, of generating cash. Uh, I worked within investment banking and um, as a technologist, and I was writing software, designing software uh, to make make banks lots of money. Mm-hmm. And um, I worked within that field for about twenty years. And whilst working there, so you, you can imagine I was working sort of 16 to 18 hours a day, pretty much every single day of the week. Um, I was pretty much at the beck and call of, 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 my, of the bank. And uh, I was privileged to have a, an annual health check, um, very expensive uh, health check, where they'd run through, you know, a series of blood tests, uh, uh, you know, a full review of my uh, physical and, and, and mental state. And on one occasion, I was told there were like a series of alerts based on my, my blood pressure was elevated. I was pre-diabetic. I was at elevated risk of, of cardiovascular disease. And there were this whole host of issues that were very alarming. Um, and when I asked for some solutions, some suggestions for solutions, I was just given a series of, of meds to take. Mm. You know, so here's something for you your cholesterol, so here's some statins, here's something to lower your blood pressure, you know, we can control your your, your blood glucose with metformin, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, when I asked a couple of questions, one being, well, what about the side effects? Um, I'm quite concerned about those. I was told, don't worry about that, we'll just swap out uh, and never, uh, never some more medication if we find any, encounter any problems. And, uh, the second question was, well, how long do you have to be ta- you know, on these meds for? And it was like, pretty much for the rest of your life. Mm. So I was like, whoa, that mm. doesn't sound you know, too interesting a proposition. Uh, is there anything else I can do? Well, you could have a look at your lifestyle, but pretty much everything you've told me is, is up to par with your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I felt I was eating healthily. I was going to the gym you know, a couple of times a week. Um, I wasn't a, a drinker. I wasn't smoking. So... The doctor couldn't really offer any any suggestions, but I did have a book on my on my bookshelf that I hadn't read for a couple of years, um, or pretty much just flicked through when I bought it. But I decided to read it again, and it was the the Paleo Diet mm-hmm. by Lauren Cordain. Um, and I remember dismissing it initially, thinking, "Ah, oh, what do I have in common with a caveman? Absolutely nothing." Mm-hmm. But there was something that resonated when I when I revisited the book around going back to basics around there being a way of living that was suited to my, my ancestral, um, you know, my ancestry Mm -hmm. and that we were designed to eat and and to move in a particular way. So that's when I embarked on a lifestyle change and I changed my, my diet and I changed my approach to, to, to living and, and lifestyle. And I reversed all of those conditions that I mentioned reverse in a few short months and my doctor was uh the first thing my doctor said to me when i was retested was like what what are you taking what have you what have you been doing who have you seen (laughs) yeah Uh, and uh i said hey i've just changed my diet and you know and he's like well what have you you know what are you not eating what are you eating and so when i he challenged me when i told him okay i've removed you know i've removed grains i've removed dairy he's like you can't remove these whole food groups (laughs) Uh, you know, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to get sick. You're going to, you know, there's all going to be all these vitamin deficiencies. And I was like, well, hold on a second. You're telling me that I'm now 
healthier, yeah. far yeah. healthier than I was before. So yeah. buy my drugs. Got to be something right <laughs> yeah, about right. this project. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so he he did his own. To be fair to him, he started doing his own research and later started recommending um, a, a similar dietary template to to some of his patients. So to be fair to him, he was interested in the evidence. Yeah. And uh, not just my experience. He was like, yeah, let me do some research. Do you have any any research papers down? I'm like, yeah, I, I've had a look at this myself. So that gave me some additional confidence. Um, and I and I remember saying to him, look, if 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 I come to you and I'm tested and anything worsens, then I'd be happy to to look at alternatives. But for the moment, this is working. Yeah. So, uh, and I'm not taking any meds. I'm happy with that. So fast forwarding on. Um, a few years later, I, uh, you know, I, I was always interested in, in, in getting out of banking. Um, so it was quite poignant you playing some music at the beginning uh, because I actually experimented with, uh, with music for a while. So I, I had an album oh, wow, out cool. in 2005. Oh, cool. uh, uh, yeah. Um, music. And it was nominated. It's kind of, it was very eclectic actually. So it was uh, like a fusion between be ready for this, guys. Yeah. So it, it, it was kind of a fusion between uh, a classical, uh, dub reggae, <laughs> uh, some electronica. Um, we had kind of Indian and, and African influences as well, elements as well. So it was, it was a real kind of melting pot of, of, of different musical forms. So just your standard top fan basically. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> pretty, pretty normal stuff. Uh, just, uh, uh, just an orgy, <laughs> orgy of genres. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and um, but yeah, it's considering it was such a, it was such a, a kind of um, array of uh, different genres, it worked. It worked quite well. So it was nominated as one of the top seventy albums by Radio One back in two thousand and five. Wow. Uh, Radio One in, in in the UK um, had great reviews nice. in the press. I had a number one video on mtv in latin america of all places really yeah uh so yeah yeah so so it was it was you know uh, you know i was kind of famous for five minutes and then the uh unfortunately the record label went bust and i lost a lot of money and in the in the process i lost all all the passion for for what i was getting Mm. getting involved in right and so you know that was just one one step onto that pathway of like going you know i need to be doing something creative i need to get out of this I'm just not happy where I am am right now. And then uh, the next thing that happened, in, in something else that happened in 2005 was the the London uh, uh, bombings, the London terrorist attack. And I was unfortunately a, a victim of that and, and sitting one carriage away from an explosion uh, at one of the underground stations. Far up. And that was really life-changing. Like, you know, I felt I was going to die within a few short moments. Um, and then when I came out of that, traumatic event i was like my life has to change Mm. and my perspective has to view those outwardly rather than just thinking about myself so i i started cross training as a as a a personal trainer as a nutritionist i started giving people advice um i started working kind of part-time and then a few years after that i realized i had to leave uh i had to leave banking and focus on what i was doing Mm full-time so uh that's how i became the fitness explorer because i started looking at different uh, fitness paradigms and, and getting mentored by some, some, some great individuals and similarly with nutrition as well. I was like, I, I need to find the answer and I have a bit of cash. So I'm just going to go to the best people in, 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 my, in that field and try and learn as much as possible. 
Um, then I decided to branch out on my own and offer some solutions to, to what many of us are facing in terms of chronic lifestyle disease. Mm. So there you go. That's, that's the, awesome. uh, that leads us to pretty much where we are today. Yeah, okay. So um, I have a question like uh, taking it back to when you were talking about uh, you went to see your doctor and then um, obviously gave you all your, all your uh, health readings and then you came back, told him that you'd made what we would look at now as educated guys that are partially at least educated on our, on our nutrition. Me and Tommy, this is obviously you're probably um, somewhat more so. We would look at it as you made really good decisions yeah. but the the doctor kind of disregarded them and and now for me it's like it's very clear to see that's a good that's a good decision but even a doctor like do you think what's the medical um what's the medical field like in the uk um because is it the same as a lot of other places in the world where your doctors don't know diddly squat about diets and uh, and nutrition really <laughs> kind of drugs and it's like it's, yeah. it's it's such a glaring hole and a weakness in oh. they obviously they have to know everything about everything so yeah. don't get me wrong doctors obviously mm. are, are, stuff. are amazing <laughs> but but i mean is it is yeah. that what it's yeah. like in the uk as well is it kind of hard to uh, to win there yeah I, I mean that's a very good point i mean as you know they receive very little if any uh, nutrition uh, um, tuition at medical school and it's the same with physical activity as well so they receive no advice mm. around physical activity and, and nutrition and the benefits of lifestyle change when it comes to improving your health so they can give you the one-liners mm. like, like you know get more exercise you know improve your diet you know uh you know get some more sleep you know they, they can <laughs> yeah. they can give you those those one-line suggestions but they can't go any further yeah. Uh, uh, and to be fair, I mean, I remember when I had this conversation with my doctor, if I wasn't, if I hadn't been more concerned about the side effects, I've never, I mean, I've just never liked taking meds uh, of any description. I, 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 you know, I, I've never liked taking painkillers. I'd rather just yep. kind of like try and tough, tough it out. Sure. You know? so I've always been that type of guy yeah. because I've always been like, I'm the, I reckon I'm the one that I'll have a problem. Do you know what I mean? I'm the one in the small print that will probably you know, suffer from taking, mm. you know, uh, ibuprofen or whatever. So I'm like, nah, I'd rather, I'd rather not do it. And that's probably the only reason why I was so insistent on trying to, trying to look at lifestyle change. And so my doctor was like, you know, uh, he said, oh, this is pretty much genetic. You know, you, there's diabetes in your family. There's high blood pressure in your family. You're in a, you've got a stressful job. So I'm like, okay, you're telling me that my stressful job is contributing to my to my blood pressure. So there is something I can do rather than just taking meds. Mm, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, I'm not sure what. I don't want to quit my job, but but obviously the stress is a big part of, of my blood pressure That's issue. That's right. You know, with you know, with my the, the cardiovascular risk, uh, I didn't know what the causes were, but when he told me, you know, your cholesterol profile is is kind of skewed, I was like, well, you know, I've been told conventionally that diet is is one of the root causes of of this cholesterol problem so i'm like okay there has to be something i can do with my diet and at that time i of course i thought going low fat ultra low fat was the way to address that now i realize yeah. that that isn't the that's case what, uh, that's what everybody um, but, in the western but, world was drilled drilled, yeah. uh, drilled into their heads so, yeah, basically for, for, t- for 20 that, years that expression really should be yeah, oh, I don't, i'm looking a bit carbohydrate today yeah, I, yeah, that's uh, right. I don't want to uh it's false advertising yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, exa- exactly. So, you know, I, 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 um, 
I kind of empathize with doctors on the one hand because they have such a difficult job in a limited amount of time of seeing a patient and usually patients. And I've been, I've been that way myself, whereby I, I remember going to my doctor with a and demanding, you know, I've got, a, I've got a chest infection, you know, I, I want to have antibiotics. And my doctor would say, look, Mr. Edwards, you know, you, this is a, this is a viral infection. So it's probably not going to do any good at all. And I was like, yeah, but I just want something. Do you know what I mean? Just give me yeah. a prescription to make me feel yeah, better. Yeah, give me a placebo. <laughs> um, and again, more, more for me. Yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. So just give me something because I'll, I'll feel better. And um, so I know that doctors are very quick to reach for their prescription pad, not just because of their what, what they're taught, but also because of what patients expect. Yep. Yeah. Uh, um, and I think the good news, you know, the good news is fast forward in 2016 is there are a lot more doctors now who are um, on a similar pathway in terms of finding out more about nutrition and finding out more about lifestyle choices that do have a direct bearing on their patient's health in terms of health prevention. So I think it's, we're a long way off you know, the holy grail mm. of this, um, but I do believe more and more doctors will probably say to their patients, well, hey, hold on a second, have you tried, you know, really tried improving your diet and have you really tried questioning you know yeah. your love for sugar and yeah, your exactly. the fact that you're set. I think it's funny. <laughs> I think it's funny that it's um that it, the buck stops with the doctor. You know, like you you've got this problem wrong with you. You've got this problem wrong with you. You've got this problem wrong with you. So the path leads to your GP, and your GP goes, "All right, okay. The the way that we fix this is I write a script yep. and you go and get drugs." Whereas, like, it's never mm-hmm. really like I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong here, but it's never that the doctor says, "Okay." In this case, I'm going to refer you to a dietitian. I'm yeah. going to revert, refer you to my um, personal trainer or my strength and conditioning guy who's going to help you build lean fat to bring down your uh, your, your uh, le- lean fat, lean, lean, fat. Uh, lean muscle to bring down your but fat. Like there's no there's yeah. no further yeah. help. Like it's like the doctors. But don't doctors get a certain percentage of money from the drugs they prescribe? I'm not sure. Without being too, uh, oh, they just do it for the money. Yeah. <laughs> Without teasing <laughs> doctors too much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All doctors suck. Yeah. All doctors, all doctors go on strike after. Yeah, after that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I mean, I think this problem. I mean, in the UK, uh, I mean, we have a different health service uh, to yourselves in in Australia and also in in uh, in the US. So we there is a there's a bit of a barrier between the drug companies and and the doctors because the NHS as a, as a, as a national uh, kind of infrastructure for health are responsible for the drugs that they can buy. You know, so, yeah. so the NHS nationally agree, we can supply this, we can't supply that. So the drug companies don't have direct access to doctors. Right. You know, doctors don't have like a series of meds that they can choose from and a pharmaceutical can bend their arm and go, you have to prescribe this because if you do, you'll get, you'll get some backhanders from me. All right. You know, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, I just, well, well, I think, I think the problem is, you know, if there's any, if there's any monetary influence, you know, if, if, if doctors are being bribed, uh, you know, sent sent to conferences to learn more about this drug, which includes five star hotels for you and your family and, for, <laughs> you know, first class flights, then you, you may compromise your integrity when it comes to what's best for my patient. Yeah, do you know what right. I mean? So I, I, I so, so I think. Um, but I think the problem is, by and large, if medical school teaches you, you know, here's the here's the disease, here's the disease state, uh, these are the symptoms, these drugs suppress the symptoms. If that's what you 
pretty much taught for yeah. like you know seven years plus that's your state of of uh, addressing the problem yeah you know then then that's you know it's a it's a bit like if you have a computer going back to my computer background you have a computer and if you're always taught if you have any problems at all just reboot your machine yeah you know if that if that you know you know that's the solution just if you have a problem just reboot it yeah that's rather right. than going hold on a I can actually remove some of the applications that I don't need anymore. Yeah. I can reorganize yeah. the hard drive. Definitely. I can I can run a virus checker. You know, you start if you start being looking at prevention rather than rather than these uh, symptomatic cures, then you have a much better operating environment for your machine, and it's the same for the human being. Yeah. If you start That's looking at prevention, good analogy. Rather than mm. the, the yeah then you start having a better operating environment for yourself as a human being. But also, so so yeah. I think doctors. Yeah, yeah. Well, I just reckon that, I mean, pe- people these days are also quite uh, almost fearful to to um, realise that it's all their issue. It's kind of like they're, they're almost in denial about, hey, this is actually my fault. They're, they're more than happy, just in my experience mm. in the in the gym world, they're, they're more than happy to go, oh, you know, my, my blood pressure's up because of I have a genetic thing or this and that, as opposed to going, actually, the reason why I'm unhealthy is because I have a very poor lifestyle, you know? <laughs> yeah, and just, yeah. It's very hard. It's yeah. very hard to wake up to that sometimes. Yeah, I think we we've got to have some. You know, I think a lot of us who share this drive for improving our health. You know, we we take ownership, mm. and um, and I think that's really important that we do have to take ownership. But at the same time, you know, these whether it's big pharma or big food or you know the environment around us, everything is kind of set up in some respects for us to fail. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like. Uh, you know, everything's set up around convenience. Everything is set up around, you know, saving ourselves time and hard labor. You know, it's like, yeah, don't, you know, uh, don't do any housework anymore because you can now get these, auto, you know, robotic machines to do it for yeah. you. Don't walk, don't walk to work because, you know, why would you when you can drive, when you can, when you can take public transport, which will probably come to your front door yeah. in some years in the future and take you right to your desk? You know, on a hover, on a yeah, try, sort of hover try device. Trying to, try to buy ourselves have... an extra, an extra <laughs> thirteen minutes on the couch that we need. We need that extra thirteen minutes in front of the TV, like just scraping any sort of um, active activity out of our, out of our lives and replacing it with sedentary shit. I suppose. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 So I, I think it's it's not just our fault. It's it's also I mean, we're a predatory environment, and the twenty first century environment is. You know, it's built upon convenience on these foods that are high calorie, low any, you know, high energy, low nutrient density foods. You know, we're, you know, we're we're surrounded by these boxes, whether it's our home, whether it's the gym, even whether it's the our cars, whereby you know it's we have rarely have access to nature. You know, so there's, there are so many issues with the 21st century, and so if you go back centuries and centuries ago if you go back to the father of or the godfather of of modern medicine hippocrates they used to write prescriptions for lifestyle change right i mean they literally used to say you know you've got such and such you know you've got mental health issue you know you need to start going for a walk Mm. you know you need to start walking your troubles away you know you've got this issue you need to start eating you know a particular diet and you need to start exercising a particular way so they used they used to write lifestyle lifestyle prescriptions, and I and I would hope that one day um, that's what doctors will start doing, you know. And whether it's doctors or whether it's it's nutritionists or or you know dietitians or personal trainers, 
um, you know, there has to be a stage where you start going, okay, I can give you these solutions now, but you really need to take this away with you yep. and make this part of your life. Exactly. You know, don't have a dependence on me as a trainer or as a coach. Just take this advice and go, thank you so much for your expertise. Now I know what to do. I can run with this. Yeah. You know, so, so yeah, yeah. That has to be the way forward because otherwise we're constantly going to be seeking for expertise and never going, as you say, you know, never going like, actually, the buck stops with me. You know, I'm the one that's sitting in my couch for 12 hours a day. No one, no one's forcing me to do this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> See, I mean, this is the, yeah, I mean, this, this is the, I mean, so I'm a, I'm a uh, CrossFit coach and obviously um, personal training comes into that as well. And um, Bill's um, done the same thing for years. And like, I don't know about you, Bill, but for me, like I, I've often thought about this sort of stuff. I mean, one of my, um, one of my clients right now, we always have this discussion about, oh, you know, I, I quote unquote, this is him saying, oh, you know, I should, I should do this more. And, you know, I, I feel like I'm getting back into it now and all this sort of stuff. And it's just, I know that you're not doing this and you, you're not, you, you're still eating what you think you shouldn't be. And you, it's not, it's not mm. part of his lifestyle at all. Mm. And it's almost as if mm. I feel that some people just don't want to have that responsibility because they just, they're very, I, I believe it comes back down to fear. And yeah, it's a fe- thing of fearing of fearing fearing, mm. fearing actually that fearing that they, if they might actually not did it they would fail at it. Yes, that's right. Yeah. They might not get to where they want to get to exactly. even if they tried. You know, if they tried. Yep. Mm. Yeah. How much? That's, that's, a good, that's think, I mean, that's a great point. Yeah, yeah. There must be. There must be. A, there's so much emotion attached to oh, the way people the habits people have in the and especially with food. Do you yeah. find that a lot with the people that you deal with, um, Daryl, in your in your walk of life? Yeah, I mean, I think that's a fantastic point, and I, and I and um, there is something called the the locus of control in psychology, uh, which is um, which can either be internal or external. And if you're a person who relies on external locus of control, then you rely on other people, and you rely more on your environment to dictate how you should mm. manage change. And so, if I know I need to exercise to improve my health and I have a personal trainer, and I say, you know what, the only time I can really work on this is with my 30 minutes or 60 minutes with my personal trainer, and that's about it. And you almost go, I don't need to be responsible for everything, anything else that I do. Yeah. You know, and if I could see my personal trainer 24-7, then everything would be perfect. If he or she was sitting on my shoulder, then it will all, all be good. Yeah. But there are some people who who have this kind of internal locus of control. And I think as, again, as coaches and as doctors or, or any health professional, we need to start learning how to transition our clients that, that way. And I'm not saying it's easy. And, and sometimes there are clients who, you know, I've had to fire, uh, I've had to fire some of my clients actually, you know, unfortunately only one or two of them in, in all of my time. But I've literally had to say to my clients like, you know, you're just not, re- you're really not getting yeah. this, you know, and, and I don't mind, obviously I'm happy for you to pay me, but, you know, there has to be something mutually rewarding and beneficial from this relationship. Right, yeah. And if I'm not, you know, do you know what I mean? If I, if I feel as if you're just like dragging your heels whenever you see me and you're just not interested really making this change, you just want to pay some money and absolve yourself with responsibility. Yep. You know, I'm like, no, I can't. Do you know what I mean? There's going to be a point where you down. say, you know, no. do you dra- dra- yeah, yeah, it dra- does. Dra- yeah, day down, yeah. and you you want to you want to you have the ability to work with 
people, you know, and, and you can choose. I'm sure that you wouldn't be scratching for clients, you know, so you want to obviously choose the clients that bring you the best joy yep. in your work and that's people that, that want to put in. And as sad as it is, it's, it's yes. not letting those people down and pushing them away. It's because they're not going to get there with you anyway. You know, that's right. it's just because yeah, it's, exactly. a, it's yeah, an internal exactly. thing. It's just that they're not going to change. But yeah, that's, that's yeah. interesting. So why don't we, why yeah. don't we switch, yeah. it up, switch it up a bit, Dale? Why don't you tell us, tell us about Primal Play and, and, and what it is that, um, that you actually do? Okay, so uh, yeah, I, I going back again to fitness. So I, I was an early adopter, uh, for example, with CrossFit. Yep. Back, you know, this is probably like two thousand and three, four, um, and old I got school. into old school, uh, old school. yeah, <laughs> old yeah, old school, yeah, <laughs> old school CrossFit, uh, um, and yeah, and uh, I got into something uh, into uh, a, a gym called Jim Jones, who was a they were like pretty much number two, you know, the second influence on crossfit back in the day yep. with mark twite uh, and uh so yeah I, I i got very much into this whole approach around being capable and fit for everything mm-hmm. you know and and this kind of multi-modality approach to fitness and that your fitness should actually be about what you want to do with your life yep. not just about your performance in the, in the gym so so i got into that in a in a big way and I, and I thrived within that environment. I was very competitive. I liked seeing my name on the leaderboard. Um, I was smashing lot, lots of the, lots of the wads. Um, and I really enjoyed that, that environment. Um, but it, it got to a stage for me where there were, there were times where I felt I didn't feel that great on the journey. You know, I didn't feel that great necessarily training. I felt great right at the end. So when I could post a great time, when I saw progress, that was great. When uh, you know, when I could almost, when I could end my workout and look at everyone else still completing it and going, "Wow, oh, you still haven't finished yet, guys!" You know, yeah, yeah. When I, so there was a little bit of ego there, right. uh, and I was very, and I was ultra competitive. Um, but then I started getting injured on a regular basis, and then I started, you know, spending significant time not being able to move, which is also a bit of a downer. But I remember when I started getting quite a few clients, one to one clients. Some of my clients were like cancelling last minute, you know, uh, with some of the most ridiculous excuses. <laughs> um, and, you know, they'd be watching the clock throughout my sessions going, you know, when are we going to finish? Um, you know, it's like, right. oh, it's only, te- okay. only 10 minutes of mate, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've still got 50 minutes to go. Yeah. And so I was like, I, I'm recognizing that the fun element there's no friend. There was no fun with what I was doing back then. Yeah. And for some of my clients, they couldn't. They couldn't really get on board with this. And I started to feel as if I was clock watching, and I couldn't wait for the session mm. to finish. And I found I couldn't motivate myself anymore. Mm-hmm. So I started to lose motivation for my own workout regimen. Uh, so I started thinking about what I enjoyed as a kid. You know, before I started exercising in quotes, when I was just like very active, very flexible, very strong very capable as a, as a, as a youngster, uh, what was that about? And, and play was a, a huge part of that. And so I started to think about more playful movements. I started to, to dabble in things like parkour and I started spending more times outdoors and climbing trees and, and having, and having kind of more fun, but I still wanted to make sure there was a training conditioning effect. I didn't want to water, water or dilute my training mm-hmm. just to have fun. 
So I came up with Primal Play, which I spent kind of several years working on. And the primal being this kind of instinctive uh, movements that we should, that we were designed to do, almost like the kind of paleo why paleoization of, of fitness, mm-hmm. so to speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and then the second was the play aspect, which is like, if you're having fun, then you're enjoying the entire process as well as the outcome. Yeah. So, uh, so I now travel the world speaking and teaching, running workshops on primal play. Um, and I have some activities that really contest, you know, the strongest of individuals, um, you know, and the fastest of individuals and the fittest of individuals, even though it's in this kind of wrapper of, of play, okay. you know, so I'm, yeah. So that now I realize what my, what the end goal for me, for me was in terms of fitness. It was like, I was meant to go through all of those different pathways, have all those different mentors and influences and inspirations to go, right, this is what I need. This is what I was here to create. And this is this is my unique proposition. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. And fortunately, I'm I'm fitter and stronger now than ever before. So I'm like, this has been the proof of concept for me. Yeah, um, it's, it's getting this far. Hey guys, just a quick word from our sponsors uh, via me. So you can think of me as the the middleman, uh, essentially the the man between. Two ferns. Um, the, the, <laughs> the, two ferns. The, yeah, you know. The, what the, the fuck does that mean? The guy that sort of just, you know, the, the, the delivery man. The right, delivery, delivery man. man. Delivery man, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just going to let you know about uh, a couple of things. Um, so I was born in uh, in, in a suburb uh, <laughs> southeast of of, uh, of Melbourne, which is located down... Okay, sorry. I, <laughs> right, so I was uh, not born there, actually. But anyway, I'm going to talk about Audible. <laughs> so Audible, guys, is a uh, as an iPhone application and website you can use to listen to your favorite books um, while you're moving around, while you're walking the dog, as Bill says. Um, it's got a ton of selections to choose from. How many books does it have? It's got uh, millions, millions. I think they've got um, two, over 250,000. Okay. Uh, I don't have the stats in front of me. Yeah, yeah, they've, yeah. Got, they've got it. Every book worth reading. They, uh, they have I've got it up there basically. for sure. Yeah. It's fantastic. And more often than not, it's actually read by the authors themselves. So they get some royalties out of it as well, which is really good. Uh, it's a lot cheaper than obviously buying the hardcover. Uh, and it's fantastic, guys. I use it. It's probably my favorite app. I use it all the time. I know Bill uses it all the time. He's the one that actually got me into it. Uh, it's, uh, it's truly fantastic, guys. So if you're uh, not much of a reader, but you wish you were able to read, this could be the... Uh, the, the app for you. So head to www.audible.com forward slash ADVF to uh, get one free book per... That's it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> one free book uh, when you sign up. We are also sponsored by Carve, guys. Carve is a... I was about to say wealth creation service. <laughs> Carve is a... Basically, guys... A VA service? There you go. There you go. That's what it is. It's about 4 a.m. in the morning here, guys. <laughs> Carver's a VA service, and we're at 4 a.m. and it's quarter past 12. Um, it's a VA service. In the service. middle of the day. In the middle of the day. I've got no excuse. Um, it's a VA service, guys. Basically, allows you to get your time back for uh, for doing the projects and the nitty-gritties, you're starting up businesses, um, all that stuff that you don't really want to do, but you, you obviously have to do. So, you can outsource that work to uh, virtual assistants, over overseas, we get ours in the Philippines, obviously where Carb is from, and it's uh, it's it's really 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 <laughs> probably one more really good good for us. So, uh, guys, if, if that sounds like something you want to do, head to www.carb.ph forward slash awf, and you will get ten free hours on any project when you sign up. Here's the show. 
So, so what's an example of? Um, t- tell us an example of what you do. Say so you're, um, you've, you've, um, you're going through a, a primal play session, and you're using those, um, those paleo inspired movements of the body. Like, what? A, mm. like, give us a, a tangible example of, um, like a, a, a workout yeah. for a day. Okay, so um, one example would be, you know, movements that are really practical, sort of beyond function. So I have one drill, mm-hmm. which is uh, like a tug of war. You know, one person mm-hmm. uh, versus the other will hold ourselves in a kind of a buddy grip. So like, you know, a Stallone in cliffhanger type of grip, if you know what I mean. Uh, you know, oh, I like yeah. it. I like <laughs> it. I'm, saying, I'm picturing it now. Yeah, you're picturing yeah. it now. Yeah, so, so uh, you're grabbing <laughs> each other in the, on the forearm with a, a good grip, and you basically do a tug of war. And uh, within a few seconds, you can get some kind of maximal strength pulling against your partner and uh those are the kind of drills that i that i focus on you start you become far more aware of what your body's capable of you recognize that life isn't fair you know you might have somebody who's <laughs> twice the size of you as you are you know a, a different sex like twice the height mm-hmm. as you but you just still have to give it everything you've got so yeah, that's okay. that would be that would be one activity that i that i embark on um Something like testing your, say, your speed and your precision and accuracy would be primal play tag. So I have a version of tag, mm-hmm. which is fairly close quartered, almost like a, a martial arts drill. And your goal is to tag somebody between the hip and the knee. And you play simultaneously. And you'll realize very quickly. I'll play mm. this game. Yeah, that's yeah. Huge, that's I'll play this game. Yeah, yeah. I think I played this game, but I, I was nude at the time. <laughs> <laughs> watch, watch out for the crown jewels, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, that's what they tagged. That's where you go. You're supposed to go for the crown jewels. Yeah. Um, that was great when we played that for six hours that that last Saturday. Yeah, time. Well, that was really good. Well, we're on the show now. Mate. <laughs> so, sorry, sorry, Dale. Continue on. Tag, uh, tag the balls. Yeah. So yes. Go on, Dale. So so yeah, there's, there there were just these kind of activities that you can really kind of fine hone, tune your ability to really think about think about movements and they're analogous with, with life itself. So some of them are inspired by games you'd play as a kid uh, and, and others are inspired by, again, what you're trying to achieve from, uh, from fitness. So this really engagement and mindfulness around how you move, you're really thinking about and really in the moment when it comes to your movement practice. And so if I'm lifting, if I'm lifting a weight, for example, um, the more unstable that weight is, probably the more benefit there is to the body. You know, the stabilizers are kicking in. You know, you're having to mm-hmm. constantly adjust your, your stance and your position to, to, to carry that load. So if I'm doing, you know, if, if I'm doing a fireman carry, for example, uh, that's far yeah. more uh, less stable than, say, you know, holding a, an Olympic bar with weight equal to yeah. at either end, you know, or, or even a sack yep. of potatoes, for example, you know, or a sandbag. Mm-hmm. You know, a human being is going to be even less stable than any of those other objects. So that would be my, my lifting, you know, uh, would be getting somebody from the ground, firemen carrying them and, and running, you know, a hundred meters with that person on cool. my shoulder. And if I want to scale it, I'll carry two people. Do you know what I mean? If I really cool. want to scale it, I'll, yeah, yeah. I'll carry three. So these are just some ideas whereby you can take the basic concepts and principles of say, you know, Olympic lifting or, you know, playing a game like tag or doing a, a, you know, a strongman like, you know, Highland Games event, like a tug of war 
and, and making mm-hmm. those far more accessible and practical without needing any equipment. Um, there's lots of examples yep. on my on my website, primaplay.com. But yeah, I, I just wanted to create this uh, these games that are highly interactive, where you're actually being tactile with another human being. As I say, the inspirations come from everything from martial arts to dance to you know Olympic lifting uh, to childhood games, all packaged mm-hmm. up in into Primal Play and parkour, mm. you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So. Um, yeah, you know, it, it's one of those things where sometimes it's difficult to talk about. It's much better to actually to take part in. You know what I mean? To actually start. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, that's 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 fair. So so um, I read on your website that um, it mentions a lot about the fact that um, the the first thing it says is it you inspired this methodology. Uh, sorry, you um, developed this methodology to inspire mm-hmm. children. So how much of it is is really driven by the fact that you're trying to get kids excited. Is one of your driving factors the fact that you're trying to um, get into the minds of these kids and program the the idea that exercise is fun, so then they can carry on to their to their life and they know with they look back with a with a smile when it comes to exercise. Is that part of what you're trying to do here? Because that's what I'm reading. Kind of between the lines, I feel. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, two things there. One is I think we're all we're all children at heart, but as adults, mm. we suppress that that uh, drive as much as possible. You know, we we have to become conventional. We have to become, you know, less childlike and more adult-like. And so, fun becomes, you know, drinking or, do you know yeah. what I mean? It, that that's what our fun becomes, yeah. rather than just debauchery. Yeah, yeah debauchery, yes. rather than just pure uh, the pleasure that you sort of that you would have as a child whereby you don't really need much to stimulate you and to have fun. And so, yeah, yeah I do want to inspire children because children are less active than ever before, just like adults are, to mm. be honest. So children are, yeah. mm. the, uh, suffer from this the, the, the most because uh, during their formative years, when they should be learning how to you know, address their balance and they should be learning um, you know, coordination and how to manage their body weight, and how to interact with others and to manage risk and to learn how to climb trees and all those activities that we, most of us did as, as kids, uh, they're, they're completely written out of their, of their history. Do you know what I mean? It's like, mm, so, yeah. no, you're not going to climb a tree because it's dangerous. No, you're not going to play outside. You're going to play on your iPad in the, in the front room while I can see you. No, you're not going to do this. No, you're not going to do that. And so you've got these kids growing up now with no hand-eye coordination you know, yeah. um, who who only acti- act, participate in activity if they say good at sport, but if you're not, forget about it. You know, uh, and then you, yep, and then those definitely. kids don't generate this habit and love for movement that we all had. Even if you hate hate exercise, you probably at one point loved playing. You loved yeah, running, oh, absolutely. playing tag. So we've all had that love affair with exercise <laughs> at some point. Um, but kids aren't. It's one of the most primal, primal things, really. It sorry, is sorry, the sorry, most primal sorry, thing. Sorry to cut you off, but, yeah. but I think it is like you, you, you don't learn as a child how to have fun. The first no. thing you do is you, you learn how to walk, you learn how to talk, and then you learn how to play. Squat. Yeah, yeah it's right. just it's it's pre-programmed, you yes, know. So exactly. It's funny that you that you mentioned it about us all being big kids because um, I don't coach at all anymore. I haven't for a couple of years, but did did a lot of coaching and. I was famous for um, Friday mornings for doing a wacky warm-up, always really. And we would have a warm-up that would carry on throughout the day and I would work the Friday morning. So mm. 
I would do for the Friday morning session and my workout would be carried on for the other coaches and I'd just make them as ridiculous as possible. Yeah, yeah. You know, wheelbarrow wheelbarrow carries and nice. interpretive dance and Play, um and tag, all, tag, tag, tag the jewels. Tag the dip, yeah, tag the dick. Yeah, tag the dip. Yeah. Um, so but, it was a mixed teams as well, so yeah, yeah. yeah. It was um I'd play with um with I'd get all the girls in the group and I would yeah, play tag with the dick. tag my dick, yeah. but um, but, um, but um no in all in all seriousness so but you realise that a hundred percent um, adults are just the same as, as kids. Yeah. The, the the laughter and joy and like ch- childishness on the adults is the exact same level. Yeah. You, you just don't actually get the, the no. chance to do it anymore. Yeah, you know? yeah exactly. Um, the, the opportunity, uh, you know, there's, yeah, there's a difference between being childish and being childlike. And that's what you, yeah. being childlike is what you're aiming for. It's like, you know, that, their, their appreciation for life and their zest for life and their passion for life is what you're trying to recapture. And so it doesn't take them, you know, it can take them a second or two to just can be completely in, 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 in laughter when they're exercising or actually they don't even exercise. They move mm. and they play. Yeah. And as you say, when you were doing those wacky workouts, you know, that's what you saw happen with the adults. They were like, Oh my goodness, this is so much fun. You know, and we're laughing and we're, we're having quite a high intensity, uh, warm up. But it doesn't feel like work; it feels like play, mm. and so yeah. that's what more of us need to experience. You know, there's a time for hard work. You know, don't get me wrong. You know, you can't just go through your life rolling in the rolling in the hay. Do you know what I mean? You've got to put. Sometimes you got to put yeah, in the yeah. hard work. But um, but for many people, they would prefer to be sitting on their couch doing nothing. And even for myself, sometimes mm, I'm like, it's easy. I only train because I know it's so beneficial for my health. I can't say I used to do it because, and I knew it would make me look better in the mirror, and I knew it would I'd look good with a yeah. on the beach if I took my t-shirt off. And that, those are yeah, those yeah, yeah. are the motivations for for me doing so. But I mean, I used to think to myself, well, hold on a second. If I don't have to go on the beach, if no one ever saw me, you know, if no one ever saw the results of my workouts, I mm. probably wouldn't do them. Do you know what I mean? I'm like. Mm. That those motivations are are not really about me. They're about what everyone else thinks about me. Do you know what I mean? And it's yeah. about me being scared about getting sick when I'm older. So I'm like, mm. I need to enjoy this stuff. You know, life's too short just to think about the rewards that Definitely. I'm going to get 20, 30 years time. So anyway, yeah. So that was my my bit of light bulb moment of going. I kind of hate exercise sometimes. What can I do to enjoy it more often? And there are some people who, who always hate it. <laughs> so how do yeah. I get those people on board with this, with exercise, without them thinking it's exercise? You know, let's just play a few games. Oh, that's right. Oh, I, I can do that. Um, yeah. And then if they get the byproduct of that is, actually, you know what? Your, you know, your resting heart rate's getting lower and you're, you're losing some, some body fat there and you're, you're gaining some lean muscle mass and, you know, you, you know your, your lung functions improving and do you know what I mean you're getting stronger and you can you know you, yeah, yeah. you can pick Absolutely. up your, you can pick your wife now in a piggyback carry and take her mm. you couldn't pick you couldn't lift her up a few months ago now look at you now you know so anyway yeah I could talk about that forever but I, I think we need to it's again a bit about this back to basics approach to, to to life again you know as hunter gatherers we had to move to in order to survive you know, we had to go and hunt. We had to go and gather our foods. We had to build shelter. We had to defend our our territory. We had to do that. You know, we had to defend ourselves from from predators. Um, and you know, in the 21st century, everything is just so soft and cozy at times. 
Yeah. And we're paying the price because of that. Definitely. So we've got to create our own artificial, virtual, you know, hunter-gatherer. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> it's scary. It's, it's scary, yeah. really, isn't it? I, I'm, I'm listening to you try and explain what we need to do. And, and it's, it's like, because I'm actually, um, have you ever read a book called Sapiens, Daryl? I haven't, no. Who's it's, that by? Um, I've just I've just started reading it. It's by a gentleman named uh, Yuval Noah Harari. Okay. Uh, it's called a brief history history a brief history of humankind, and it's basically um, hunter gatherers um, into into agriculture into um, into history as we know it, and all, mm. all the way through. I'm only a, a third of the way through it, but it's one of the best books I've ever read. You would really love it, and it's it's kind of the more the the deeper I get into it, it under, it explains everything that we've done as everything that we did do as hunter-gatherers mm. and everything that we've done and the fact that it kind of paints agriculture as history's greatest fuck-up, really. Oh, nice. Because the, 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 um, the, the, the lifestyle that we used to live as hunter-gatherers, picture, picture this, living with all your friends and your family for the most part of your life, um, eating fresh fruit, uh, fruit and veggies with a very varied diet all day, every day. Yeah. Um, mm. We didn't we didn't have all the stresses that we have in our life now. Like even back dating back recently to when before the internet, when you used to send letters. You know, mm. you would send mm. a letter. You would really concentrate on what you would write in that letter, mm. and you'd be very succinct, and it'd be a very warm feeling when you got a letter from someone. And yeah. now you get a hundred emails per day. But are we doing any more oh, work? Shit. Like, is the world any worse off? Like, yeah. You'd really uh, just wanted to mention yeah. the book Sapiens because everything that you're saying, you'd really enjoy it. But I get to the point now that I look through the world a little bit too much and I wish it was I was a little more ignorant to it all mm. but <laughs> yeah. it's good that there's that, you know because it's good that there's people like you that I mean you're up against society but to have the thought in people's minds that what we're doing and and the way that we have these sedentary yeah lifestyles and the, the oh, diet that we eat it's not that we, we ended up here but we ended up here by accident yeah you yeah. Know? this yeah. isn't this isn't it's how like, we're, yeah, sure, we're, we're supposed to be like fast moving and efficient and getting like a lot of stuff done but it's like at the detriment to our own mental health yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. What are we, health yeah. Are like, we yeah are we better as are we having more we, love in the day yeah. because we have more money and, and yeah. mo, mo problems yo <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. To- yeah. I mean totally agree there's there's I mean, you know, in the, on the one hand, I'm very happy living in the 21st century. You know, I like using my smartphone. I like yeah. the ability to communicate in the way that we do. But at the same time, you know, they, as you say, you know, if I received a handwritten letter from someone now, I mean, oh, my goodness, oh. it would really make your day, wouldn't it? Like, it would just be the most mm. wonderful thing to, to receive. And I suppose it's mm. making me think about, you know, doing the same for others. Like, I'm like, I need to send some handwritten letters as well. And, and mm. These very what appear to be very simple and crude kind of uh, tools for communication are, are, are far more rewarding because you realize the value of somebody actually spending time going, right, you know what, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to pen this letter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, if I make a mistake, I, I can't just erase it like yeah. a computer. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, I've really got to think about what I'm going to be writing and, and – um, yeah, all of life has become that way where we're just consumed now with technology and being able to do whatever we want when we want to. Um, and, you know, some downtime, uh, you know, I think it should yeah. be a real downtime should be valued in, 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 at this time. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Getting out of nature, Don't- spending time with real friends, not just your virtual friends. 
you know, and your and your family, people you really care about, who really care about you, you know. <laughs> um, yeah. Getting some really good quality That's right. sleep. I mean, it's like, you know, I, I'm, yeah. I'm trying to focus so much now on getting good quality sleep. And I, I, I recently purchased some uh, really good, because I live in the, in the city, so it's, it's like really noisy. I mean, there's just so much ambient noise uh, at any time of day or night. So I've got these really good uh, earplugs, which are like, I mean, you know, they're from like a Kickstarter uh, fund. Yep. Um, and um, they're like magnificent, like literally drops, just drops ambient noise down to, you just can't perceive it at all. And I'm just mm. in the best quality sleep now that I've had for, for years. Do you know what I mean? Because mm. I was using normal earplugs and they weren't quite good enough. And then I was like, yeah, let me get some blackout window. I mean, you know, did the whole, the whole, went the whole hog to get better quality sleep. And now just getting that, noise down a few more decibels i'm like oh this is what this is what it should really be like this is peace and yeah that's right no definitely <laughs> that's right um, absolutely yeah um all right cool well daryl um we might uh we might throw to six from six and uh have you got time for three questions from me three questions from tommy sounds good i'm up for that oh, all righty cool so my first question Daryl, is um, are you a well-travelled man? Yes. Okay, that's not the question. That's just a that's just <laughs> second a, one. So, 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 so the question is: What's your um, favourite travel destination on the planet? Can be big town, um, can be small town, can be a continent, can be anywhere. Okay, um, that's really. I mean, yeah, that's a really, really difficult question to answer because I have travelled extensively. I've done all seven continents. I've Travel to about a hundred, nice. probably about hundred and thirty, hundred and forty countries now. Wow! And so it's really, yeah, That's yeah, amazing. Done quite a bit, bit of travel. Well done. Um, man. So I'd probably have to say Antarctica because oh. one, it was very oh. difficult to get there. That's sick. And secondly, because there are very few tourists who've, who've been there, very few people who've been there. Um, and the access to you know just the purity of that continent, and the fact that. Ice comes in so many different colors. That's all I can say. You know what I mean? So, yeah, you know, I was, yeah, I was yeah. imagining this kind of blanket of white, and then you just see all these really interesting colors. Um, and the animal, the wildlife there is very, um, aren't very afraid of humans. Uh, so, you know, you get penguins walking up to you and kind of having a good look at you, like, oh, what the hell are you? You know, and, and yeah. waves will come up to the, to the ship to see what, what's going on. I mean, it was absolutely incredible and, and beautiful so i was very privileged awesome. to, to to spend time out there so it would be antarctica nice one um geez that's amazing that's 100, awesome. 130 countries how have you managed to do that like how i mean yeah how have you how have you that i mean yeah I, yeah. Did yeah you do big backpacking tours when you were young or like it's just something that you've dedicated yourself to every year going out and seeing the world or because that's um, a huge amount it's a huge mm. amount yeah i i i got into backpacking mate uh, um basically i used to go me and the boys used to go to Spain every year, you know, late teens, mm-hmm. early 20s. <laughs> you know, nice. Two-week holidays. So I suppose it's like the barley of the barley of you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. The Aussies. So, and then one year, <laughs> we, we decided to go to the US, uh, you know, to backpack. And pretty much all of my mates backed out at the last minute. Um, and I was left with, like, do I go by myself or do I – do I go, yeah, nah, you know, I don't really want to do it anymore. And I decided out of spite, <laughs> being really stubborn, to just do it by myself. 
And I, I did, <laughs> I did. Oh mate, Neddy nomads. <laughs> yeah, it, Neddy it, nomads. it was like that. But I, I did about thirty states within within thirty oh, days, well. just like extensive travel, right. like coast to coast. And then the following year, I was mm-hmm. like, you know what? I want to go one better. So I was like, I'm going to do a round the world trip, uh, as many stops as possible. And so that that started off my my love affair with with travel. Um, and mm. I was seeking out, you know, like places that a bit off the beaten track. And, and so from that point on, I was like, yeah, you know what? I want to spend more time in this country. I want to, I want to go even more off the beaten track. And I went to places like, you know, Iran and Libya, like, and, and uh, Mongolia, you know, years and years ago, uh, where it was really difficult to get, (laughs) to get into those, some of those countries at times, the safest environments either when I think about it now, but, uh, yeah, that was it. I was like, I I want to see the world. I want to. I want to experience what what real life is about for some for people, you know. Uh, yeah, you want to see all all gamuts of uh, of mankind, really. Yes, makes yes. you um, makes you a more more well rounded person. And as 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 fucked up as it sounds, when when I I've been through um, you know South America and Asia a bit and whatever, but mm. when I when I'd go through places like Bolivia and I'd see some of the some of the oh, some of the sketchier sides of town, and you'd kind of feel in like alive to be in these places it's, yeah. so it's kind of a bit wrong but you, you kind of get a thrill out of being in um in the more dangerous you know wilder parts of the world but it also opens your eyes to how lucky obviously people like us that can uh, travel freely and yes and gr- grew up in the in the in the western world and have everything at our fingertips it puts uh, it all, just makes you a better well-rounded person I think. I think i think it does yeah when when i tell you what when you you know when you, when you come back from your first travel like that and you hear people moaning about you know, their, their cable TV not working, Slow something internet. like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, right. fridge. <laughs> you know yeah. yeah, and you think to yourself, hold on a second, you know, the cost of that cable, you know, that's an entire, that could be an entire family's uh, yeah. you know, budget for their month. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And we yeah. You don't know how, how lucky we are, as you, as you say. So you really appreciate uh, life. And, it, and, and, you know, sometimes, you know, you come back and you, you get back into the, into the rat race, but you, you have that period where you go, wow, I'm so fortunate. I'm going to really, yeah. my life's going to change now based on that experience. And I suppose for me, I just had to keep going away to make sure I kept grounded. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, that's uh, awesome. Man. I'll never that's drink so- another beer. <laughs> beer here. I'll take 10. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, that's so good. That's really inspirational. Okay. Next one though, um, Daryl, and this is going to be a hard one for you. Um, dream destination, uh, somewhere that you haven't been with, that's top of your bucket list. Oh, oh, yeah. It'd probably be um, North Korea, actually. <laughs> and I, Jesus. I don't really know why. <laughs> I don't think that's much to the top of many people's bucket <laughs> yeah. list. Well, my mate's been there, actually. <laughs> What's that? My mate's been there, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, he went yeah. to Pyongyang. Really? Yeah. You can do little, like, uh, not sure that they would want everyone to know, but, like, you can do, like, little things where they take you just over on the border and they... North Korea is a really funny one, um, Daryl, from, from what my mate said. is like they... They take you on like these tour, on the, on these tours. Um, you go in through like the the north part of South Korea, and the the way my mate described it was, uh, it's basically like a a tour to to show the Western world that North Korea is actually a really lovely place oh, when it clearly yes. it's the, the the whole thing's very staged and <laughs> yeah, like yeah, right. I mean like for example, there's like a um, there'll be like little little fat kids every now and then just to show like oh this you know we we've got tons of food and. You know, no one's starving and all this sort of thing. Really? It's, it's all like 
Wow. Really, really staged. And yeah, yeah, that's yeah. It strange. looks really. It that's, looks amazing. That's a real. That's a real shame. I think. Uh, well, no. Yeah. On, the, on the one hand, it you know, we we all know the reality, and, and, oh, yeah. and people there don't. You know, it's just all propaganda. And um, but yeah, I suppose it'd be great to. And I don't know if it's going to be possible, but it'd be great to to get off the beaten track. And and I mean, it'll probably. Mm. You know, you'd get yourself into so much trouble, most likely. <laughs> Do you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, Daryl's got that laugh that says he wants that trouble. Yeah, if that's he right. His yeah. Laugh, he's got that. Yeah. He's got a little bit of, I call it a little bit of the devil in him. Yeah, that's yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. Oh, look, I'm that. probably not going to go to North Group. <laughs> that's good. I like it. Um, Excellent. All right, so um, my last question, Daryl, is: Do you have any books that you like to recommend to people? That can be a, um, it can be fiction, it can be a novel, it can be a biography, anything that's Stru- uh, struck a chord with you? Um, yeah, it's it's a book called The Human Zoo by Desmond Morris. Um, okay. It was written in the late 60s and it kind of talks about the stuff that we were talking about earlier about this artificial environment that we were in, these kind of concrete jungles uh, uh, that we were, in, we were in and why as humans being in this zoo, being in this kind of 21st century zoo, why we're suffering uh, from the issues that a lot of animals in captivity are, mm. you know, so, so, you know, mental health issue, issues, you know, being sedentary, not getting enough physical activity, our diets changing to one of zoo like diets rather than our natural diet. And, and that's, um, you know, you realize that people have been talking about this issue for many, many decades. Uh, mm. so yeah, that's a, that's a very good book, which is, is very thought provoking. It's quite heavy at times because he was a, I mean, I think he was a zoologist, you know, or, or botanist, you know, he's like, so some hard, pretty hardcore science in there, but you recognize mm-hmm. that this is, this is what's been happening all these years and why yeah. hasn't it been discussed and, and talked about? So yeah, that would be, that'd be one I would recommend. Beautiful. Good awesome. stuff. Tommy. Hey, uh, Daryl, what's some stuff you like to do when you've got some spare time? Oh, um, I suppose listening, probably listening to music. Um, I would like and thinking nice. about creating music again. So, mm. so if I really had the spare time, <laughs> I think that's what I would do. I would start, you know, I'd build my studio again and, and start creating uh, some music. But I'm a, I'm a big fan of music. And, um Yeah, it's it's a great. Any, uh, any specific genres or? Pretty much everything, to be honest. I mean, I, I quite like. Uh, yep. uh, um The only thing I suppose the only thing I don't like would be. Heavy metal. That's probably okay. It. Yep. Everything else, as long as there's some good musicianship and some creativity <laughs> and and a decent melody, I'm kind of I'm kind of in. And I, I would say I prefer I probably prefer instrumentals and and you know mm. raw musicianship rather than vocalists to be honest. So I'm more I, I prefer composition, um, and 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 interesting breaking that down. Uh, yep. uh, so yeah that would probably be, be my, my favourite so there's a whole you know there's a whole swathes of different genres and people who are very influential in their field I would say would be would be my my go to just let the let the, I, let the let the music playlist just go on random and hopefully there's some gems in yeah. there do you know what I mean <laughs> stay there for days and yeah exactly yeah. yep yeah. alright cool um, biggest uh, role model growing up if you had a, a big role model growing up or someone you uh, sort of currently look up to <laughs> Uh, biggest role model, so I'd probably say a fictional character would be Superman. I, <laughs> He's a good one. So I watched, I watched, I remember watching the the first Superman movie in the in the seventies, 
you know, and the, the posters were like, you, you will believe a man can fly. And <laughs> I was just mesmerized by, by Christopher Reeve back then. And, and the mm. fact that there was this guy who was all powerful, you know, he was just like this all powerful being, but he still had this, these key weaknesses that meant he was extremely vulnerable. And you realize mm. that there is no such thing as perfect. You know what I mean? There's, there were so many lessons I learned as a, as a young kid watching that way by you go, doesn't matter how strong you are, you know, there are always, you're always going to have some vulnerabilities. You're always going to have some weaknesses that you have to try to overcome to, to, yep. to the, the greater good. So he would probably be my, my, my fiction. Everyone's got their kryptonite. Yeah, everyone's got their kryptonite for sure. Yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and somebody who inspired me uh, back then as a kid was probably Martin Luther King, actually. So, oh, yeah, so cool. I, I became aware of him again as a, as a, as an adult, as a young, as a young child. And, and the fact that he was battling against all this adversity and adversity and, mm-hmm. and was able to have, uh, have a fairly moral high ground in order to get, you know, people who were oppressed into a, into a much better place. And unfortunately he died before I assassinated before he saw some of that come to pass but the world became a, definitely a better place uh, through the actions of, of people, people like him. So, yeah, he, he's definitely. somebody that I've, that I've admired pretty much throughout my entire life since early childhood. Yeah, no, he, he's, a, um, he's a great one. He's, he's, he's obviously a very um, cliche example, but such an inspiration. I think uh, I've got this um, uh, Google Chrome extension um, called Newsfeed Eradicator that I actually got from Bill. And um, mm. you can put like uh, motivational quotes in it, just so that it gets rid of the news feed, so you don't waste time scrolling down there. And it, I just put some some motivational quotes in there. And uh, one of them is uh, a Martin Luther King one, and it says, "Even if I knew the world was any tomorrow, I'd still go go out and plant my apple tree." Which I think is just fantastic because <laughs> it's like wow, you've always you should always have something you're working towards and personal development. And, and all that sort of stuff, and it's just it's a really such nice a, one, isn't it? Oh, yeah, a good quote. It's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm, I, you didn't tell me that, mate. I'm gonna use it as my own. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah uh, so Daryl actually, Daryl Edwards says a great quote out there. <laughs> yeah. Just Darryl, change it to uh, Edwards King Jr. Um, yeah. <laughs> even if I knew the world was ending, I'd still go out and put a couple of bananas in the uh, in the backyard. <laughs> Doesn't have enough. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, but just yeah. a great example of uh, who the man was. Um. Finally, mate, uh, if you could invite three people dead or alive to dinner, who would they be and why? Ooh, um, wow, that, that's a great question. Uh, I'd probably say, well, I'd probably say Martin Luther King. Uh, yep. Um, I would probably, uh, it would be like a composer, like um, Bach or something like that. You know, how did you, I mean, how did you come up with yeah. all these, these ideas for your compositions that I, I listened mm. to several hundred years on? I mean, isn't how, how incredible is that? Uh, and probably the last person would be uh, Bruce Lee because he, Ooh, nice. he, one. he like, he's very, he was very philosophical, even though he's known mm. for his, obviously his fantastic martial arts capability. Um, he was also extremely philosophical and a man of, of great mm. ideas and, and he took on board all of all of these varied influences uh, and inspired people around the world. So yeah, there you go. Mm. And Martin Luther King, awesome. Bach or Beethoven, and and, uh, and Bruce Lee. 
Cool. You probably wouldn't want to get Beethoven there, would he? he wouldn't, he's not much of a talker, old mate, uh, Death Beethoven. Wasn't he deaf or was he blind? Or, yeah. Wouldn't have much to say, the poor bastard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, I'd, I'd need a translator as well. That would be it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, but yeah, I think it'd be great to, as a composer, fellow composer, I would love to mm. kind of brainstorm with him and, and see what his inspirations were and, uh, mm. yeah, what, what led these people to, to where they were, you know. Because um, a lot of people just Beautiful. go, you know what? I've had enough. You know, I've <laughs> uh, you yeah, know, that's right. Life's too difficult. Forget that. But they still, they just per- not planted the apple trees. Going. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks, Daryl. That was cool. Hey, um, anything you'd like to plug? Um, social medias, things people should know about. Now is your time, my friend. Go for it. Hey, so uh, firstly, I have a few books uh, that that have been published. Uh, one called Paleo Fitness, which was my first kind of foray into this, you know, movements that we were designed to do, uh, as well as foods that we were designed to eat. I have a paleo lifestyle guide called Paleo from A to Z, which is like an encyclopedia or dictionary of lifestyle terms and tips and tricks around paleo lifestyle, uh, as well as a seven-day introduction to paleo fitness as well, which is my my third book. Mm. And in the new year, uh, so primaplay.com is my, is my new website, which has all of the, you know, ha- some games and activities and, and, uh, and exercises for Prima Play, but also some really good evidence around the benefits of physical activity in play as well. So many of us just aren't aware of the health benefits that are wide ranging, uh, everything from a reduction in premature death <laughs> to, you know, uh, mm. reducing risk of cancers. Uh, uh, of all sorts of issues, pre-diabetes and diabetes, for example, uh, as well as all the mental health benefits. Mm. And uh, and I also, in the new year, will be launching an online course, uh, a 30-day Primal Play program based on building your movement habit. So how you can take, make movement, this kind of varied primal instinctive movement, part of your day-to-day practice, and that's going to be available come the new year. So, so January Beautiful. 2017. Cool. Yes, and let's not forget social media. Yes, if you want to hit me up yes. on social media, which I'm, I'm always interested in, in conversing with people on social media, my tag name is at Fitness Explorer on Twitter and Instagram. And if you search for Fitness Explorer uh, on YouTube or, or Facebook, You'll, or even search for Daryl Edwards on Google, you will easily mm. find access uh, to, to all the work that I do. Beautiful, man. All righty. Well, thanks a lot for coming on the show, Daryl. Really appreciate it. Thanks very much, guys. You've been a, you've been a pleasure. It's one, of, it's been one of the most fun and interesting podcasts I've been on, so, so thanks for making it really. <laughs> awesome, man. We, uh, we, we always get that, don't we? Yeah, we're, we're, we're you know, pretty big wins. We're fucking good. <laughs> we're fucking good we'll have to do a show in person, uh, <laughs> Daryl. Yeah, we'll have to come to London and have a sesh. Yeah, Whereabouts Nick, in London are you, Daryl? I'm in a place called Chiswick, which is uh, okay. oh, no, oh, the west near Ealing. <laughs> Okay, yeah, cool. cool. Uh, well, uh, if you've been that part yeah, of the world, we'll, 
We will get out to the UK sure. at one point on a sure. podcast tour, and uh, we'll be sure to hit you up. It'll yep. be good fun. We'll have a beer in sure. sesh. <laughs> and I'm going to be over Maybe in play some dick tag. next year <laughs> yeah. as well. We'll play some uh, Touch the Dick. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, perfect. Well, we'll... <laughs> sorry. 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 Oh, oh man. Practicing uh, before, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. All right, Daryl. It's been good fun, man. Uh, cheers. Take care, guys. Okay, that's a wrap. Alrighty, thanks for listening, guys. If you are a first-time listener, hit the subscribe button, that big, fat, juicy button in the middle of your iTunes. It uh, Hit that, hit it hard. Hit yeah, it, hit, hit it really hit it, hard. Hit it nice and, I want you nice to, and hard. I want you to hit it. Yeah, hit that, hit that. Hit, hit the, that. Hit again. <laughs> hit that. Um, but in, in less creepy ways, um, it really helps us, Just um, hit it. Helps us uh, get more downloads, which means it helps us get... Uh, exposure uh, more, more exposure and more um, more Hormats. basically more uh, financial viability into the future yeah, through right. sponsorship so we but always it's good for you guys be... because we can bring good guests to you when we have more money we uh, we always <laughs> <laughs> I like the way that you phrase that <laughs> yeah straight um, to the point yeah yeah no but uh, Go the hawks. we want to we want to be in for this thing for the long run so subscribe uh, if you are a long time listener then please leave us a rating and review that also helps us climb up the charts and uh, and yeah, get uh, get behind us, guys. And also, if you want anything from the show notes, so anything that was mentioned in here that you want to check back into, head to www.adventurefittravel.com forward slash radio. It's all in there. Also, don't forget to head to audible.com forward slash ADVF to get your one free audiobook and 30 days free. Also, head to carve, carve.ph forward slash ADVF for 10 hours on VA services for free. And also, lastly, but not leastly, head to www.adventuretravel.com and check out what we have going on. If you're somebody that's interested in getting a group together and uh, doing a custom trip and traveling for free, works really good with affiliate owners. But if you just think you've got uh, 50,000 mates and you can make it happen, then email us through the website. Don't forget to use the code RADIO if you want 10% off any and all trips. See you next week.